We're facing a pandemic that is forcing us to rethink how we go about our regular working schedule and managing our businesses. One thing we know for sure is that we can mitigate the spread of coronavirus by practicing social distancing. But how we can do that and keep our law firms generating clients? I'm Leah Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media, and this is In Camera Podcast, where compassion and care moves us forward. Welcome to Incamera Private Legal Marketing Conversations. Grace, thank you for being here today on a short notice to record what is an unplanned episode. Uh, first of all, how are you? I'm doing all right. A little um, crazy with everything going on, as which is partly why we're doing this, right? <laughs> yes, Grace. So um, it's, it's you're right. Like uh, this, these are difficult and challenging uh, times. We are responding to a pandemic. Okay. Uh, which was declared uh, as such uh, last Wednesday. And uh, just on Friday, uh, the government declared a national emergency. And the one thing we all have here in common is that we want to keep our families and communities safe, but we also need uh, to keep our law firms running. And we have to have a conversation as to how are we going to do that under these circumstances. So, um, Grace, why don't we start by, first of all, uh, acknowledging why is it that we've decided to, to have this, uh, this conversation, right? Because we already had something else lined up for today. We've recorded a really, really amazing episode with Nalini Prasad last week on um, uh, local SEO. And uh, it's actually a great episode, and I'm really looking forward to publishing it and sharing it with all of you. But at the same time, we failed that under the circumstances in which we are, it was um, really necessary to have a conversation as to how can we help our listeners and our audience to adjust during these times? What can we share from our own personal experience in terms of being able to uh, efficiently work remotely and still keep uh, an organized working day? Right. So that's amongst the things that we're going to be talking about here. Grace, I know that you uh, have been going through these adjustments uh, in the law firm uh, side of the business. And so why don't you share with us a little bit as to how's been the experience and what are some of the things that uh, you've encountered in the process of doing this? So, you know, as part of the law firm, uh, we use a variety of cloud-based information uh, and products, right? SaaS services and things like that. And so uh, for us, it's been not in terms of being difficult, right? To switch over because a lot of our, like I said, our our systems are all pretty much cloud-based anyway, um, considering we are part of Persist Communications as well, right? So just about everything is cloud-based, but this wasn't something that was expected, I guess, right? And um, you have to have a lot of considerations for the people that work from the office on a regular basis and may or may not have certain things at home already set up. And um, it's also for those part-timers and a couple of other considerations that I don't think you think about until something like this happens, right, Liel? So um, we're really just kind of going through it. And I know that we have sections in here to sort of help you guys out for what we're going through right now. Um, and it actually will combine a little bit of all of the uh, messaging we've been providing in all of our previous podcasts, um, but in one place to help you with the, this kind of remote work, right? Yes, Grace. I think, yes, you're right. A lot of what we've actually talked to in our previous uh, episodes kind of was, in a way, advocating for a lot of the... Um, systems and and platforms that could actually be solutions to the circumstances that a lot of law firms are facing today, right? When they have to make the tough decision of not necessarily opening the physical uh, uh, doors of their offices 
and taking operations remotely. And uh, true that when we had actually talked about the benefits of having a CRM or a case management software that is cloud-based, we did not necessarily think about the ability and the flexibility that, that, we, that it will give you in, in times like this in order to be able to work and take your operations remote. Um, but uh, the reality is that right now, that's a necessity and, and it, it really comes to show the power of having ha having that flexibility and that system already in place. So, Grace, if you were to ask me, here are the the two definitely essential systems that you need to ensure that your law firm has uh, on a cloud-based approach. Case management, for sure. Definitely. Telephone system, right? Yes. Like, you have to have access to these platforms from anywhere that you are. And this is a good scenario of uh, time that having uh, these platforms uh, cloud-based uh, would allow you to continue running your business with as little uh, interruptions as possible, right? Uh, I mean... I cannot explain, and I was actually meeting last week with a client who was just starting the transition of going from a system that they've been using for 10 years to a cloud-based case management solution. And uh, they, were they were telling me about the pain points of actually having to go through that process and the time that it will take to complete the migration and such. But the reality grace, and I don't even think that they, you know, at the time that we were having the conversation last week, um, this, what's happening now today, was not really that uh, relevant. Um, and I can only imagine how much they would have, we they probably are wishing now to have made that call and that decision two or three or four weeks ago, right? And so this is really a good wake-up call for those who have not yet taken that step. This is now more so than a commodity, it's a necessity and it's something that we need to have and we need to uh, implement. And uh, you really need to ask yourself, right? Uh, this is not something that's just necessarily gonna be a one-time thing. This could recur. And so the question is, is are you gonna be ready for when this happens next? And um, I guess these are probably one of the takeaways we're gonna have to come back to at the end of the episode. Get yourself on the cloud. What do you that's think, right? Grace? Everything's technology-based, guys, and, you know, and especially in today's society, I mean, as it is, we all live through our mobile devices, right, and including business. I mean, business has to be in the cloud, and they've made it so much easier, and I know our previous podcasts, we've mentioned all the different ways and the different CRMs and case management softwares there are out there, and every one that we've mentioned is cloud-based, and so um, they have cloud-based capabilities if they aren't already cloud-based or primarily cloud-based. So yes, definitely. Um, this is not something that's one and done. It's something that you should have been looking at a while back. And it, unfortunately, now it kind of forces the hand of those who didn't look at this previous to this um, to to do it now, you know, yeah, and whatever absolutely. that now means. Absolutely. Great. So why don't you, I mean, and so we could also add this to our uh, episode notes. Let's give our uh, listeners a few ideas as to what could be uh, cloud-based CRM system, um, case management systems for law firms. And again, uh, In Camera Podcast is uh, a, 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 a podcast that does not, uh, as, is not sponsored or promoting particular uh, businesses. We talk uh, about um, law firm uh, software and marketing solution based out of the reputation they have earned by their own merits, right? Uh, right. So we're not yes. getting uh, paid by no one here. That no affiliate links, in. nothing, guys. I mean, we we are CRM and case management software agnostic. We don't get anything from anybody. It, this is just literally the actual use and or experience with these different um, systems. So um, I'll go ahead and give you a couple of them, probably about five, just off the top of my head, starting from the one that we use, the Jacobino Lake. And um, that is Smart Advocate. 
Smart Advocate has on-premise and cloud-based versions. Um, even the on-premise version can be made public-facing. Um, so if you don't have it currently public-facing, just speak to uh, Smart Advocate and they can assist you with making it public-facing so that it is um, essentially cloud-based, okay? Um, so that's for one. Smart Advocate is, again, the one we use. And then the others that I have right off the top of my head are Lead Docket. They are all cloud-based completely, um, and we have a few people that I know for a fact use it and they love it. Um, then there is, uh, besides Lead Docket, there's of course uh, Case Peer. Case Peer is uh, the PI practice one. Um, that one is also cloud-based. Um, you have FileVine. That's another one that I know of is is all cloud-based completely, including the um, the signing and all of that. Um, uh, VineSign, I believe, is the name of their like DocuSign type of product. And then um, what else, Liel? Um, I, don't I wanna... think we can mention Clio. I think we can Clio. mention definitely uh, Captora. There's um, there's definitely uh, some some uh, big names out there. Yes. And Needles Trial Works just went cloud-based, guys. So um, they they I just spoke to them at the last two shows and they they've gone cloud based. So you can if you have needles and you're not cloud based yet, um, just make sure you speak to them and um, they will help you get moved to the cloud. So basically, Grace, uh, so many different options, so many different solutions that meet so many different budgets as well, and. Um, the point is that uh, here you have a list of different uh, case management, some of them even with CRM capabilities, uh, solutions, softwares that could actually help you take your law firm uh, to the cloud. So right. yeah, so definitely something to be looking at if it's not something you already have in place. And there are two I forgot to mention, um, sorry, um, because they're intake software that integrates with your CRM, um, that's Captura and Litify. Um, just off the, again, I just want to make sure that I try to cover as many as I can think of. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Grace. Mm -hmm. And um, Grace, so the other thing that we've mentioned that it's super critical to uh, have it cloud-based would be a telephone system, right? That's right. Uh, you need to be able to open up your laptop or your desktop at home and connect to your uh, uh, law firm's telephone lines and be able to answer uh, phone calls from there. And the same goes for your team, right? So, um, Grace, are there any uh, well-established solutions for law firms out there that sh they should be looking at if, in case they don't have um, internet-based uh, telephone lines that you can recommend? Yes, actually I can. Um, so again, right off the top of my head, having dealt with this before, because, you know, as part of Persist, we deal with phone lines and things. Um, there are uh, Ring Central. Ring Central is great. Um, they have a, a couple of uh, communicating, collaborating tools within Ring Central, including the app, um, as well as Zoom, which is a conferencing tool that they include as part of generally speaking, include as part of your uh, subscription with RingCentral. Um, they're like easy out of the box, easy to integrate and things like that, which is why I'm mentioning them first. Um, secondly, there is Microsoft Teams, which actually creates phone system, uh, phone numbers. You can buy phone numbers and you can have everybody connected again via actual hard phones, via the app or via um, Microsoft Teams on the desktop. And that's another tool that can be collaborative as well. We'll talk about specific collaborative tools when we get to that portion, but this is uh, can be used as a phone system. Uh, then there's Google Voice for business, uh, which is VoIP phone lines. Um, you can spin it up online and they make it super easy to connect phone numbers and phone lines um, and also port them if you need to. Um, let me see. And then I think that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Do you have any, Leo? I think, great. these are actually great uh, options. Yeah, I mean, you have things like Aircall, you have things like Toki that also allow you to create uh, um to create a, a, a VoIP-based telephone system for your organization, uh, allow um, 
different agents to log in, have extensions, uh, multiple telephone lines or just one single telephone line and then routing. So there's a ton of solutions out there. And the reality is that um, really there are no excuses why not to opt for one of these systems implemented. Uh, they're great. The quality of the calls is fantastic. And on top of that, you get other advanced features such as uh, recording transcripts and other things that would also help you with uh, um, being able to better uh, organize your uh, operations. Grace, I think that's amazing, right? Now, I would like to add up a few things and a few uh, tools that have helped us as an agency that we have uh, a few members that are working permanently remotely uh, to be well integrated into the operations and communicate uh, with us every day as if they were actually here uh, present. So one of them is uh, Slack, okay? So Slack uh, describes themselves as a virtual office communication tool. In reality, great, what Slack is, is a platform that allows you to um, use messaging, almost like WhatsApp, right? but to communicate with other uh, team members. And so you can do this on a one-on-one -on -one basis or you can create groups and teams so that uh, several team members can be part of uh, a one channel and be alerted when, when anything is being posted to that channel. The other great thing that it allows you to do is integrate with other platforms such as potentially your CRM or your telephone system or your chat system. And it will send you notifications letting you know that um, there's been some activities in these platforms. And so without, it, it really allows you to streamline communications in a way that you can uh, be well informed about what's happening without having to be uh, going backward and forward all the time through these uh, platforms. The other great, great thing that Slack does great is that it basically allows you to almost eliminate the need of uh, emails for internal communications. Like there's nothing more annoying than uh, getting your inbox full of internal emails just with forwards and um, uh, CCs on uh, email conversations. Slack really allows you to uh, still be informed and still be part of conversations that you need to be aware of without cluttering your email. And so for that reason, I really, really like using Slack a lot. Um, and I think uh, they had uh, they have a free version, but um, I can tell you that the paid version is 100% worth it because it gives so much functionality that that's something that can be, um, uh, that should be implemented. Now, here's the other thing about Slack. It just allows to keep your um, uh, interactions with team members more personal and human, right? It's uh, almost like social media. And so uh, particularly when you're in these situations where you're not, you're, you don't have that personal interaction that you usually have with your team, Slack allows you to um, bring a little bit more of a human touch to your communications with your team by the use of emojis, by the use of uh, um, uh, video conferencing uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And so it's really a good way to just keep your workplace social. So that's um, that's one of the things that I think Slack is good at. The other uh, platforms that I, I also think they're good are Monday or Asana. These are great project, ma project management tools. So they'll allow you to um, follow and assign tasks to different team members and ensure that deadlines are being met and notes are being shared amongst the team members that are working on that particular project. Grace, as you've said it, you know, when you're working from our remote, um, you're working remotely, you're working from home, um, having a tool like Zoom it's a great um, it's a it's a great way of uh, having uh, those face-to-face -face communications uh, with your team when they need it, right? I think Slack does very well for those uh, uh, very uh, quick and uh, informal uh, conversations. But Zoom, on the other hand, will allow you to still make those personal communications, whether it's your weekly uh, uh, departmental meeting, um, still personal and still have that engagement that you uh, rely on 
when it comes down to communicating with your team. Uh, Microsoft team, I think you've explained it very well. It has so many capabilities, Grace. And uh, thank you for sharing uh, the way that you guys been using it. And um, I think the, the last and most important thing here, Grace, is that you need to make sure that before you are... Um, sending your staff home to work uh, remotely on these platforms is do they actually have the right internet connection to be able to use these platforms? And the reality is that most of these platforms, Grace, they do not require a gigabyte uh, connection to run efficiently, but it still is important that they actually have access to a reliable internet connection to do so. So a way that you can actually look at that from a business standpoint is if you're actually giving your uh, team members a company phone, you can include uh, to that phone hotspot feature that would allow them to connect to um, use it as an internet connection at uh, high speeds, right? Uh, I, I mean, there is already uh, uh, 5G connections uh, available widely in the US, and that's a good way to uh, solving that situation. But the reality is that most people nowadays have reliable and good internet connections at home. One other thing that it's true, at least here in Texas, I know AT&T has removed the cap on uh, data and also on speed for all home connections in order to support people who are working from home. So I assume that these same actions are being taken in different states. And, and that's one of the uh, nice things that you see that come out from corporate America, right? That's great, Leo. And, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very helpful to people, you know, that oh, yeah. they uncapped it because, you know, the throttling of the uh, internet as is, is it can be an issue. It generally isn't, but it can be for audio, what what's called audio latency, right? Since that's part of what we do, right? The outbound dialing on persist. Um, if you're on Wi-Fi, it, it it doesn't normally cause an issue for people. Like you can't see it if you're streaming something because between your eye and the way it frames it on the screen, it kind of merges the the flickers that you might normally see. But when it comes to audio and audio latency over Wi-Fi, it can cause an issue if it's not a steady internet connection. So I'm kind of glad to hear that, that they've kind of increased that because as part of us moving, you know, changing our remote people, Part of it was to ask them, do you have um, access to the router directly or is it somewhere out of range where you can't really plug in your computer to it? Because, right, most houses nowadays are all set up with Wi-Fi, which is generally sufficient. Um, but if you're trying to remote desktop into your works network, it can cause a little bit of an issue if you don't have a hardline connection. Um, so if you can, and there's a way to do it, like you said, um, you can purchase a Verizon, um, hotspot for them that they can plug right into their computer. And generally speaking, that would be more than enough. Um, you know, even if it is Wi-Fi and not hardline connected, um, there's also one other way, uh, that I've, I found, and I don't know if a lot of people know about this, Liel, and tell me if you've heard of it, but there's this device that you can actually buy at like Best Buy or an Amazon. It's about 50 bucks. Um, and it turns your, um, wireless, excuse me, you hook it up to your router. And if it's on the same circuit, meaning on the same plug as the plug of the router electrically, it can turn your wired uh, wireless connection into a wired connection using a plug. Um, yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, they've been around for quite some time. For a time. while, right? Uh, yeah, uh, mixed uh, mixed reviews on those. Mm -hmm. Some people have had good um, success. success using those. Mm -hmm. A lot of people uh, do not. But, um, you know, Grace, I mean, yes, it's true. It's not, a, I mean, sometimes troubleshooting the whole internet connection thing, like it's a, it's, it's a thing that people minimize many times and say, ah, oh, come on, I mean, I, I just have Wi-Fi, it's going to be fine, and then come to realize that Sometimes it's, it's not, not enough. Yeah, yeah, it's really not enough. Yeah. So um, that could be something that could be tried. Um, you know, Grace, I mean, you can go on Amazon and buy a, a 50 foot long. Uh, I've done network, that too. Yep. Cable. And I know it's messy and I know you're probably not going to uh, like the looks of it, you know, all around your home. Uh, but again, it's momentarily and 
it's just something that will allow you to at least be able to uh, work efficiently during these circumstances. Agreed. Uh, whether you should consider down the line maybe uh, creating uh, um, uh, network ports in different bedrooms in your home when you're needed or so, that would be wonderful. Honestly, it's not so hard to do nowadays, uh, particularly new constructions kind of are like are already uh, taking uh, that into its uh, wiring uh, planning. So um, definitely there's better ways to go around it, but for the sake of efficiency and 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 problem solving fast right now, uh, just just do whatever it's uh, it's easy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do whatever it's easy. And but yeah, and as, I think it's important to mention, as Liel said, Wi-Fi is more than enough in just about ninety nine percent of the cases. So I. I actually happen to just come across the more extreme situations because we deal with phone systems as a whole. So for us, it's slightly different in terms of our requirements. But exactly as Liel said, please don't panic. Wi-Fi is more than enough in 99% of the cases, okay? So, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think we're geeking out here a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> on, the, on the internet speeds and connections. Um However, I mean, here's a, here's another solution, right? I mean, um, you know, the more um, the more devices that are connected to your internet connection, um, the slower your connection may be. So try to control that a little bit as well, right? Of course, it's going to be hard for you to get a great and uh, a great connection if at the same time two different TVs are streaming Netflix movies. Um, so if you don't have a very fast internet connection, then maybe just uh, start off by setting up rules whenever you're working, uh, limit the usage of internet in other devices. Uh, not easy, but uh, a necessity if uh, really there's no other alternative. So Comcast Xfinity XFi allows you to do that. You can log XFi. into the XFi portal and it lets you um, throttle the amount of speed on each of the different devices in your home. And I believe I could be wrong. Um, my sister has AT&T Uverse, so I think you can do the same thing. Um, she has a smart home, so everything is hooked up to, um, yeah, to Wi-Fi. So, you know, they kind of balances, load balances, all the stuff across the different devices. So th I, there's a lot more capabilities nowadays to be able to do what Liel is saying. If not, please just talk to your kids or whoever's in there and um, ask them to please um, reduce the amount of uh, streaming yeah. that they're doing. And, and Grace, with that, you've just touched on probably a way bigger and more complex issue to solve than uh, the speed of your internet connection is that how do you deal with other uh, household members uh, that are probably going to be in the same situation that you are um, they're also, they also have been advised not to leave, uh, home. And so, um, the reality is that you're going to have to, uh, create, uh, a space that you can work, uh, and still have other family members around. And so great. I mean, what can we do about that? So there's a bunch of things that you can do, right? Um, there are times that let's say that you might have to work from home or if you've worked from home before, you understand the requirements involved in it, right? Part of it is, I think it's in dealing with kids and other family members, you need to set up rules and regulations for yourself included on what is a regular work day, right? And um, I don't know what's going on in your city or town right now, but in, in Broward and Miami-Dade County, all the schools are closed for the next two weeks. So for us, um, besides there being a week of spring break coming up anyway, 10-year-olds, you know, six-year-olds, everyone's in the house. And what do they want to do if they don't have to go to school is watch movies, stream it on the iPad, do this, do that. Well, you need that bandwidth, right? So plan in advance. I think the most important thing is let them know that you're going to be home, but you're not available all the time. You know, it's not like you're actually home and um, line up activities for them to reduce these interruptions that you're going to start getting if you don't have things planned out for them. It's easier said than done. I get it. Um, you know, like I said, I have a I have a 21 year old at home and she's out of college right now and planning stuff for her to do is a little bit of a pain. So it's everybody. <laughs> it's not just, you know, yeah. it's your whole family because she wants to be on there streaming video after video. Right. I mean, what is yeah. what else is she going to do? 
Yeah, I think, Grace, I mean, as much as we would want here to be able to give you a one-size-fits-all solution for this problem, I think it's way more complex than just, you know, a few uh, uh, talking points on a podcast. Um, the reality is that different households have different needs and different scenarios. Um, I think the only thing that we can really comment on is as how you can do in order to, to, to make sure that you are... Um, helping uh, send out the message that although you're going to have to be home, you are going to have to uh, spend uh, some of that time that you're home working. And um, you are going to have to prioritize the things that are really important that need to take place uh, throughout the day and make sure that those are happening and uh, potentially uh, be less uh obsessive about the things that you cannot get done but with that being said it's extremely important that you know what are the important things that need to be happening every day and one of the things to know and to plan for that is to kind of like create yourself a mental list every day about what what are those things for the next day right um there's a great 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 book about it i just don't remember the title of it right off the top of my head. I'll potentially going to be uh, pulling it up and um, listing it on the uh, episode notes. But um, I think the title of the book goes something around like uh, plan, to, plan tomorrow today. And, and it really goes very deep into explaining why is it that um, every day there's probably one, two or three things that are really important and that have a meaningful impact in what we do. Um, and the rest is really not that meaningful and important. So it's in these times uh, more important than any than any other time to make sure that we identify those the things that really call for our attention and that need to happen and understand that other not so important things can wait, right? And so um, that's if you're uh, one of those persons that you actually have to uh, solve uh, your um, remote working situation, but you also have uh, a family a family situation that you need to deal with. Because I mean, let's face it, uh, it's 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 another you know, it's it's the other uh, whole portion to this puzzle. Right. I think that's the biggest part of it. Right. I mean, that's part of the reason why a lot of times we go into work is that's our part of our routine. And now this is switching up a huge part of everybody's routine now that they have to shift to homework, right? <laughs> homework, right? Homework for the kids too. Um, so I think it's important to tell people and, and give them a little tip that um, Liel actually found um, with regards to uh, resources for called quality screen time considerations and recommendations. And that's a company called Common Sense Media, right? And it's a great resource, both free and paid. It has educational and purely recreational stuff, including privacy tips like Duolingo for language learning. That's free, by the way. It's a really cool app. Um, there's Tinker um, for coding and Khan Academy, which I personally love to go on, by the way. It's free uh, for academic subjects. Learn anything you want to learn. Helps you learn anything you want to um, brush up on. And then Epic is a subscription service with a bazillion books and comics for tablets uh, and searchable by age. So, you know, again, common sense media guys. And um, I think what would help is to give them some tips, Liel, um, on what to do, you know, how to treat this and how to act like if it's a regular work day, right? Yeah, absolutely, Grace. So I'm... It, you know, first I'd like to empathize with a lot of the people that are actually going through this for the first time, Grace, because for more than 10 years, I worked at uh, luxury hotels. And I say luxury because every single day during those 10 years, I had to wear a suit, a tie, and that was the way uh, my week looked uh, five or six days out of seven. Right. And I was so geared to differentiating between my personal life and work because I've had to go through this routine of getting ready and prepared to go to work. And so the differentiator between how I was, um, how I was and where I was when I was working to how I was when I was on my personal time was so big that it was very uh, 
easy to mentally compartmentalize. But then uh, after the first time that I had to uh, face the fact that, well, I now work uh, in an industry that gives me the flexibility from time to time not to have to be at the office. And so how do I go about it? Well, uh, Grace, the reality is that at the beginning, like when I actually went uh, uh, the first few months from that change, I've just set myself and I said, you know what? I know that in order to stay, to stay centered and disciplined and focused in what the work part of the day is, I need to follow my routine. And so I was waking up and wearing that suit as if I was going to work at a five-star hotel. Uh, and in reality, I was working at an office in a co-working space and people were looking at me as if I was a weirdo. But the fact is that um, following that routine allowed me to settle into my new organization, into my new job uh, in a way that it made it easy and efficient for me. And so with that being said, Grace, I would advise the same thing for people who are now going through that adjustment for the first time. If you've always, 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 like the routine of going to work means that you wake up, you get dressed, you wear dress shoes, and you head to the office, then do the same. Do the same. Head out. Take a walk for fresh air. They're actually promoting and and, and um, telling people to, despite uh, encouraging social distancing, still go outside, take air, right? Be cautious. Don't go to areas that are um, that have a, a lot of density and activity. But uh, still, take your time. Go go. Maybe take your coffee with you. Have a walk. Fresh air is gonna help. And then come back home. And give yourself that experience of arriving to work, even though you're not getting to the actual office, you're just getting back home, but you're getting back home with the mindset that you're starting your working day. What do you think, Grace? Does that make sense or am I crazy? No, completely agreed. I mean, for me, it's it's a matter of the routine. Like you said, it's exactly that. It's get up, get out of bed, do your normal routine of the shower, whatever you do in the morning, have your coffee, and then go out if you have to. Right. I think that that men mentality of leaving the house and even if you literally just walk out the door, turn around and walk back in, you know, I think that 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 will shift your your mindset to, OK, I'm up, I'm out now, I'm back, I'm here I'm to do work. And for me, it's worked very well that as well, because that disconnect is really hard for me. A lot of times I want to sit in my bed and on my laptop. Right. And do my work. Don't do that. You know, you go go to your kitchen table if you have to. You know, if you don't have a separate room where you can set it up for an office or if you don't have a separate space, like Eliel said at the beginning, um, you know, then do it at your kitchen table. Do it at the, the couch in a corner, you know, even get a little uh, pop-up table if you have to, to put your laptop on and, and put it in a corner that, you know, you know that that's your workspace and let everybody yeah. know that's your workspace. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's as easy as, you know, you, you know, yourself, um, find, find a space that you wouldn't go usually to relax. Right. And so that's why I think you're saying like, don't do it from the bed. That's obviously not going to be a good solution. Now I will say though, there are some people, there are very, very, very few that they can make it work. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you're one of those and it's proven and tested, then by all means, go ahead and do that. But for the majority of us, it's not. And so for that reason, um, choose wisely, choose a space that you know that you can actually get work done from there. It does not have to be an office. It does not have to be a different room with its own door. If you have those uh, uh, at, your uh, at your disposal, then absolutely amazing. But if not, don't, uh, don't, don't see it as a factor for not uh, being able to uh, create yourself a working space from home. So that's definitely one one of those things. Now, Grace, as we as we've said, right, there is a family component and there's maybe people around you. I know a lot of us have uh probably at one point splurged on the noise canceling headphones because I mean let's face it who likes the buzz and the white noise that you're constantly hearing on an airplane particularly when you need to go on long long haul flights. Great news. 
from today, you have now a new reason and a new way of using those headphones, using them to really reduce the background noise of your environment and be able to better focus at work. Now, there's another advantage to using those headphones is that you can also use them to signal other family members that you're not available and that you're working right now. And that could also help you create that um, um, separation. Separation, yeah. So in case you have those headphones, if you don't have noise-canceling headphones, well, you know what? In reality, other headphones may work as well, uh, if, particularly if you're one of those persons that like to have some uh, uh, music in the background while you work, or maybe you're one of those who listen to our podcast when they're doing some of their work. So um, it's a great time to, to put um, uh, headphones to use to your advantage, right? Um, Grace, how about the routine, the working day? Because you and I were just talking a moment ago and you told me that one of your biggest challenges when working from home is that the day becomes endless. How can we prevent being in that situation? So I think uh, the best way is to establish a routine, right? And, and that includes non-working hours for when you say, I'm done, this is it, it's over. Um, and this is what I do during my routine on non-working hours and try to stick to your office schedule that you normally would have. So if like you nine to five, let's say you work Monday to Friday, nine to five, I'd say, you know, nine o'clock, you get your coffee and you start working immediately, you know, within 15 minutes, you get the day done, you take a break, right? Let's say you take a break normally at 1030, take your break like you normally would at 1030, take your lunch like you normally would at 12 or one for an hour or whatever it is that you do, stick to your regular office schedule, do your regular office things and just put it in your mind that you're at work, right? During that Monday to Friday, nine to five. So it, I think it's just important to establish a routine, including when you're going to disconnect from what you're doing, S stick to your office schedule, including breaks, and this includes um, the, the American Academy of Ophthalmology actually recommends um, something called 20-20-20 rule. So what they say is that every 20 minutes, you should look away from your screen and focus your eyes on something that's 20 feet away for 20 seconds. Why? Because you need to rest your eyes occasionally, right? Every day, all day long, we have this glare coming from our computer monitors, our screens. So they, rec they recognize this and they also recommend the 20-20-20. Again, remember, every 20 minutes, 20 feet away, focus your eyes for 20 seconds. And don't get distracted. This is kind of funny. Um, Liel, I want you to jump in on this one because <laughs> I know that both of us were kind of laughing about this before. Don't get distracted with chores, guys. Don't use this opportunity to do your laundry from <laughs> the past Grace, week. <laughs> Grace, I was, I was reading over the weekend a stat that was saying that actually um, uh, home decor shops actually um, boost their sales during times like this because people are spending so much time at home that all from the sudden they're starting to notice all of the imperfections on their homes, right? And so amongst those things, all from you know, they may realize that um, their walls need a fresh coat of paint, or that the kitchen table, in fact, is not as spacious as they thought it was. And so people start uh, distracting themselves with planning a whole new home remodel rather than focusing on their work, right? That's on the worst case scenario. Scenario. But even even small things like trying to knock out the 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 mass pile of laundry of dirty laundry that you have in your laundry room uh, in between calls or in between activities is gonna and can lead to a massive distraction. So you know, be realistic. I mean, as I was telling you, Grace, I think. There's no problem at all if you want to go out for a walk uh, and take the trash out uh, as one of as part of one of your breaks. If you want to go and get uh, check on the mailbox uh, and you know fit that in as one of the things that you're doing in order to go out for a walk and get some fresh air, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but you know, be sensible about it. Understand what's gonna actually uh, be something that you can that you can manage and what's something that's actually gonna 
completely interfere with your um, with your activities. But um, yeah, it's um, it's it's really funny. Uh, that and another thing, race. It's like. Um, how much people then see themselves spending time on things like trying to make their home look uh, nice for video conferences? Because the reality is like all from the sudden, like you're giving access and a view of uh, something very intimate as your home to other people that may have not been uh, um that may have not had access to it before. And so uh, I also read an article about how people go crazy about how are they going to go about uh, finding the right spot and making sure that their home looks nice and presentable during uh, video conferences. And so that's another thing that has consumed tremendous amount of time from people who work remotely. So and I have I mean, a note about that, oh. though. So Microsoft Teams blurs the background for you, just so you know. And Zoom has a green screen uh, function that you can add an image that will be the background. So guys, don't worry about that. That's the last thing you yeah. got to worry about. <laughs> then, then you have to think, wait, why does this person has a green screen on the background? Or why is it blurred? Is it that bad? Right? <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's a flip side to each coin. And so I don't blame you. I just want you to know I don't blame you if you're one of those persons that are spending a lot of time trying to make their background look nice. I understand. I do the same. And I totally empathize with you. So don't don't see it as a waste of time. It's an investment. You're going to feel much comfortable on your video conference calls and you're going to be able to better deliver and participate in those conferences. So it's good use of time. Now, Grace, um, Let's let's now, you know, you've tried it all, right? You followed all of these tips and you still cannot make it work. It could be either because you don't have the uh, cloud-based platform to support you and to give you access to everything you need, or you may have the cloud-based platform, but then also rely on a bunch of other hard copy documents that are sitting on your desk and you don't or can't get them. Okay, so how can we make use of this time you're sitting at home and you're wondering like why can i not just you know to work. be able to be productive yeah. correct and what i think grace is that you know there are a lot of things that are making it hard for you to work uh from home at things that you'd usually work uh in the office right yeah but I'm sure that when you're at the office, there are a lot of things that you would wish to be able to accomplish, but you can't because you're too focused on what you usually do at the office. And so maybe now it's the time to focus on things that you usually cannot accomplish while on your regular work day at the office because your day is built in a way that it does not allow you time to concentrate on other things. Grace, in other words, what I'm saying here is like, this is the time to create that book, to start writing that book that you've been wanting to write for the past three years and you haven't done so, right? And if a book sounds overly ambitious, then the ebook or guide that you wanted it to create as to how to prepare for a divorce or how to uh, respond in case of a car accident. This is the time that you can actually work on those projects that you thought you did not have the time to work on before. Grace, what other things can we be using this time for? All kinds of content. I mean, like you said, this is the time to take those projects. If you can't do your day-to-day, -day, take those projects and start them and get them done. Long-form blog posts, right? I mean, even something as simple as that, write a couple of them. Um, you know, 1,000, 2,000 words uh, can take time. So this is the time to use where you can build out your lifecycle marketing strategy. Um, build out, um, Did you? is there a new something new you wanted to try? Like, is this a new PPC campaign you wanted to look at? Is there a new website you want to do? Is there even a direct mail uh, component to something you want to get printed and mailed out? Uh, uh, video marketing. I mean, video marketing takes time. Use this time for it, right? And something, exactly. yeah. And, and to me, this is the best time to catch up with your clients. 
ask how they're doing. Follow up with the review requests that you haven't been able to follow up with. Make that personal interaction. This is the perfect time for those client conversations. Remind them you're here. And again, that's back to that lifecycle marketing campaign. If you haven't created one, you don't have one, start it now. Get it done and have it ready to go so that by the time you get back, they remember who you are. They know where they are in whatever case, if they've had case ongoing right now, update your clients. I mean, there's, there's quite a few things you can do, right? I mean, work on budgets, um, not just a marketing budget. Maybe there's a, a financial budget and, um, you know, complete some online CLE credit courses. There are some online ones, right? Especially with everything getting canceled right now, you don't know when you're going to be able to go physically complete your CLE courses that you need. Um, read books that you've been wanting to read. And of course, and most important in my mind and possibly Liel's, maybe not, listen to the past and upcoming episodes on our podcast that are full of specific actionable insights that will help you grow your firm. Right, Liel? Yes, absolutely, Grace. I think you actually gave so many valuable uh, tips there that almost kind of like make me wish we did not spend that much time talking about different internet connections <laughs> and focus a little bit more on each one of these amazing ideas that you just came up with, Grace. But I just want to focus on one of them, which is uh, that of reaching out to past clients, right? Like during these times, Grace, honestly, like I just received uh, an email from the CEO of Away, the luggage uh uh, suitcases or whatever uh, brand, which actually makes a lot of very nice things. And so, you know, while I don't necessarily needed it to read that email, because what much do I care about, you know, what a way is, uh, has to say about this pandemic, these messages that I'm getting from different CEOs saying about how they're responding to, um, the current times and how much do they care about their employees or communities and also their clients is just reassuring. And it sends a positive message and it creates a very positive atmosphere. And so, uh, imagine the impact that, um, it would have if you're actually reaching out to past clients with whom you really had a personal connection, right? I don't have any personal connection with the CEO of Away, yet I value his words and thoughts in these times. Now imagine how much more I would value the message of someone who's actually been a partner to me and to my family, that would even be more and more powerful. So this is a great time to show care and concern for your past clients, ask them, reach out, and make sure that you show your support during these difficult times. Grace, I think those and everything that you've mentioned there is a great, great, great uh, uh, set of ideas of things that we could do to use um, this available time that we have in our hands. Uh, CLE, CLE credits, yes, absolutely. I mean, don't assume that you're going to get those uh, sometime, sometime in the spring or in the summer, because at this point, we don't know whether that conference that you were planning to attend to, get, to gather those credits is going to be taking place. So let's just get hands on and do now what we can. Grace, are you ready for our takeaways? Let's do it. Let's do it, Grace. All right. So takeaway number one, Grace. So it's very simple. If this were to happen three months or six months from now, will you be able to roll out a contingency plan for your law firm and be good with it without having to go through the struggles that you're potentially going now? If the answer is yes, I can do it, then great. But if your answer is no, it's been challenging and we're going through a lot of uh, difficulties in order to set up our team at their home so they can continue doing most of their work without interruptions, then this is the time to work on getting yourself up to the cloud. Grace, what do you think? A hundred percent, right? I mean, uh, if you've come, you're encountering these roadblocks right now, this is essentially a disaster recovery plan, right? I mean, this is the company is not in, in its disaster, but this is a global pandemic. So you need to have all of these in place and make sure that you're recording all of it, right? 
Uh, you need to be able to know what this is going to happen if if it happens again. Yes, Grace. And so if you've already taken care of that, um, then you're in a good place. If not, we've given you here a bunch of uh, resources that you can definitely research and reach out and start the process of um, implementing some of these uh, software solutions so you're better prepared for whenever this happens next. Now, Grace, again, this is the time to come together um, as a community and definitely as a team. And you need to show your support to your clients. You need to be there for your team. You need to show leadership. And you need to understand how to prioritize what's really necessary now and what can wait, right? These are difficult times for everyone. And as we've just uh, mentioned throughout the episode, right, it's very hard to talk about the complexity of these times and keep it only professional without actually seeing how the personal life overlap and the impact that that would have in uh, the the the, the, the entire situation. So the same challenges and struggles that you're having, your employees are having and your clients are having. And so this is a time to be there for them, to empathize for them, to support for them and to show loyalty and commitment towards them. Because when times will be good, then you'll have all their full commitment and support and productivity levels will go up, right? If we expect too much from people that are limited in availability and in resources right now, we're potentially going to create more damage to our businesses on the long run than the loss that the short term can represent. What do you think, Grace? No, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm... I'm sure most of these guys, if not all of them, are doing the same thing. But I know at Jacobino and Lake, it's a big deal. Obviously, we have a lot of employees and our employees have to shift to home. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing everything we can, including, you know, setting them up, making sure that if, if we have the av availability, and in this case we do here in Fort Lauderdale, for those who have to move from the office to their house, we're going to their, their home, sending an IT vendor to their home to set them up, make sure that everything is connected the way it should be connected. If they don't have enough internet capability, we're providing them with a hotspot and or paying for the upgraded internet. So be there for your team, be there for your clients, be there for your prospects even, and letting them know, as Liel said, through a simple email or message, letting them know you're here, you're aware of what's going on, and that you're here to support everybody and be together. This is something that we all need to come together to help each other out with. And that's the only way we're going to get out and through it. Absolutely. And um, again, like there's a lot of things that are also happening that are beyond your control. Uh, hearings getting delayed. This may increase levels of anxiety for some of your clients and such. And so it's very important to show and give support during these times, right? Um, again, Grace, like the importance of uh, platforms like DocuSign that would allow you to continue gathering and moving forward cases without the necessity of having have your clients come to the office and uh, expose themselves and you to... Uh, um, Any risk. Yeah. yeah, to the risks that are out there. So uh, we cannot stress it enough how important is it for you to have the right tools to support your operations, but at the same time to have that compassion to really understand that everyone's going through difficult times. Grace, the last takeaway, and we have to say it, wash your hands. Oh my God, right? please, yes. Wash your hands. Even better than wash the... Frequently as you can. It. The CDC even better than the antibacterial gels that people are buying. Wash your yeah. Well, that's it. They're all out of stock, right? Even if you wanted it to have access to antibacterial gel, it's it's gone, right? And so, wash your hands with soap under warm hot water. What is it? Twice happy birthday is the recommendation. Yeah, happy birthday twice. twice. Yeah. You sing twice happy birthday and you carry on and then you do that again as frequently as you can. Grace, these are times when uh, we all need to come together and stay positive and continue 
uh, finding ways to grow our businesses, our law firms, but at the same time, uh, protect those around us and act with responsibility. Great. We're going to come back again to our uh, audience this week with the episode with Nalini Prasad on local SEO, which I'm sure everyone's going to appreciate. And uh, if you haven't heard, as Great said, if you haven't heard because you've been too busy at work over the past few months, some of the episodes on our podcast, please go ahead and listen because they may be right the solution that you need for some of the challenges that you're facing now. If you have any comments or you have any questions or do you need any help with anything that we've just talked about today, feel free to reach out to us at ask at incamerapodcast.com and we'll be more than happy to do our best to get back to you with solutions and help you implement a solution for your law firm and your current situation that you're passing by. Thank you for joining us and have a great week. Grace, thank you so much again to you for joining on a short notice. Yes. And I'm looking forward to our next conversation. And again, ask at incamerapodcast.com because we have time to look at those emails too. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Grace. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week.